Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. Veronica here. And what a week do we have? We have the sun conjunct Venus. It happens every year. And the sun is going to join Venus on Friday, March 26th, which happens to be my birthday. And they kick off an eight-year cycle. So we have an eight-year cycle beginning this week. And we've got choices to make. This is a week where you're being asked to make some choices that are going to impact your destiny. And that feels a little bit overwhelming. But the good thing is that with all of this Aries energy, we have gut instinct. So Aries is impulsive. Aries goes on gut instinct. It says, I want that. I go get it. And we've got Mercury and Pisces, which means that our intuition is turned on. I think this is a great week to trust your gut. And I want to lead with that because there is a lot of stuff happening that feels tense. It feels challenging. I had a client reach out today and say that she felt like there was so much sadness, like she just hit up against a wall of sadness this week. And I think a lot of us are having that experience. While the spring equinox rolled in, the sun moves into Aries, we feel like we should feel good. And there was this moment of lightness last week. We also had Mercury move into Pisces and Mercury is moving toward a meetup with Neptune next week on Monday. There's a lot of fire and air in the sky, but we still have Mercury, our mind, in the murky, deep waters of Pisces. And that's where he's digging into the subconscious. He's digging into our buried feelings. You might be feeling some of those old buried feelings, and then you're having this agitation of what's going on in Aries. And it's sort of a perfect storm for just being in a cranky mood. So if you're feeling tense, if you're feeling cranky, if you're feeling stuck, that is a symptom of Mercury square Mars. And so on Tuesday, the 23rd of March, we had Mercury in Pisces squaring Mars in Gemini. Now Mars is in Gemini. And what's great about Mars in Gemini is that it's creative and lots of ideas. It can be a little scattered though. Mercury in Pisces is scattered and not scattered. It's a little lost. It's a little floating in the abyss. So there's a sense of not having a solid grip on what's going on right now. And when you mix the emo feels with the scattered mind, it can be frustrating to anyone. And we're all experiencing it this week. And not only that, we have Mercury squaring the nodes. So the nodes of fate, there are these points in the sky that 
really invite us to stay on our path of our destiny of what we're meant to do. So your North node in your chart tells you what you came here to learn in this incarnation, what your soul's path is this time around. What does your soul have to work on this time? And also what did your soul master in past lifetimes? That's the South node. This week, Mars is going to meet up with the North Node in the sky, which is in Gemini. So we're all in a cycle right now of working with our self-expression. Because the North Node is in Gemini and the South Node is in Sagittarius, its opposite sign, we're in a process of unlearning some stale old beliefs and expressing ourselves from a place of our own learned experience. That's been going on since last May and will continue to go on for a while. But when Mars meets up with that North Node, there is a feeling of we got to do something. We got to do something about this. There's a restlessness. There's a feeling of I'm ready for something new. There's a feeling of being pushed to take action, being pushed to move forward. There's something that's triggering you to move forward. Now, Mars is also in a loose trine with Saturn. So Mars is trining Saturn. Saturn is in a square with Uranus all year. So we've talked about this before. The Saturn square Uranus is the defining transit of this year. All year, they're pretty much locked in a square. So Saturn is the way we used to do things. It's the old guard. Uranus likes to shake things up and bring in something new. Mars also loves to move forward. Mars is not interested in looking back. He's interested in what's next. So Mars is in that nice conversation with Saturn and they're working together to create something new, to move things forward, to build something that's long lasting. Saturn likes to build things that are long lasting. And Saturn's in that square with Uranus. So yes, Saturn wants to build something that's long lasting, but he's having some trouble letting go of what he thought it was going to look like. And Mars is now with North Node saying, let's push forward. So I think this week there's a lot of opportunity for making choices and you might be called on to make choices this week. You might find that something you've been waiting on breaks through. I just got some great news today about something I've been waiting on that I had no control over. And that's exciting. And that's an exciting experience of this Mars and North Node together. The stressful part is that you might feel like, I don't want to make the wrong decision. And Mars and Gemini can be indecisive. So it can make it stressful to make these decisions. But I want to reiterate that you need to trust your gut this week. This is a week to allow yourself to be guided by that instinct, to be guided by your intuition. I have a feeling that you're going to know the right thing to do. And it's just a matter of allowing yourself to get into the gut, or as some people say, the hut, the heart and the gut, the combo of those two. Because 
Aries energy is about that primal impulsive energy of just taking action, knowing what to do, being good on the fly. This is a good week to avoid conflict. If you're feeling cranky, if you're feeling overwhelmed or tense or stuck, I have felt all those emotions this week. Just close your door, go to your room, as your mom probably used to say when you were throwing a temper tantrum, and be by yourself and just cool off. Because the Aries energy, especially with the sun and Venus coming together, there's an irritability. There's a feeling of not putting up with it anymore. And we're going to have a full moon this week in Libra opposite the sun and Aries. So there's going to be a feeling of I'm not putting up with it anymore. And so in an effort to not bring that energy to your relationships or your family, just, you know, go in your room, close the door, cool off. That is the best advice for this week, along with trust your gut, really tune into your intuition, tune into your instincts, go with your gut. The big news, of course, is the sun conjunct Venus kicking off this new eight-year cycle. Eight years ago, they met at eight degrees Aries, which is pretty close. They're meeting at five degrees Aries. Now this is happening on my birthday at five degrees and my son is Kazemi Mercury at five degrees. This is really impacting my chart. And I'm telling you that not because you're so interested in my personal chart, but because I feel like I'm not the best astrologer to listen to this week because this stuff is hitting my chart so hard that I feel like I am moving underwater. There's a lot going on in that part of the chart, and that's all landing in my 12th house. And so if you're familiar with your own chart, the 12th house is things that are hidden. It is the house of self-undoing, but it also is the feeling of being connected to the spiritual realm, the, the part, the spirit world. And so with all of that energy in that 12th house, where I already have a ton of energy to begin with, I am feeling a little bit like my feet are not on the ground. So I'm not sure if my experiences, what other people's experiences of this astrology right now, one can never know because we each have our own chart and the planets are impacting our natal chart and we each experience the energies based on our own chart. That is to say that the astrology is hitting my chart pretty intensely and if other people have a different take on what's going on right now, please know it's probably because my personal planets are being so intensely hit by what's going on because this sun Venus conjunction is happening on my sun Mercury conjunction. My sun Mercury conjunction is what we call Kazemi. It means that basically Mercury is being burned up by the sun. And this week we will have sun Kazemi Venus in the sky, which means that Venus is basically being burned up by the sun. So what does that mean? It's like when you put your finger right in the center of the flame and your finger doesn't feel the burn. But if you put your finger right above the flame, you'll burn your finger. So it's that white hot center of the flame that doesn't burn you. It's so hot, it's almost cold. 
I don't know if that makes sense. I hope it does. So there's a sense that when the planet gets that close to the sun, and we call that Kazemi, it is burned up by the sun. It is purified by the sun. My take on this is that whatever that planet rules, and you of course bring into account the sign that the planets are in, but whatever that planet rules, that part of your life is going to get purified. It's going to get burned up. And only the essence, only what is essential will be left over. Aries does love getting down to the essence of things. So Aries energy is, of course, enthusiastic and energetic and excited, optimistic. It's also the sign of masculinity and war and weapons. We all have low vibrations. We all have high vibrations, right? Aries rules our anger, our rage. Venus in Aries, we might have some of our resentment, some of our anger coming up in our relationships. This sun conjunct Venus might burn some of that off. It might be an opportunity to heal some of that. Now, mind you, Chiron is really close by. Chiron is the wounded healer. Wherever Chiron is, it shows us where our core wound is. And so Chiron and Aries is really helping us heal some of the childhood trauma, some of the stuff that came up when we were very young, some of the trauma that came up that we really had no part in because Aries is the beginning of the Zodiac. It's the birth. It's the coming into form. And that's why there's this beautiful naivete about the Aries archetype. It's like the fool card in tarot where you don't know the danger, so you're willing to jump off the cliff. And if you know a lot of Aries people, I'm an Aries. I attract a lot of Aries women into my life. And there is a sense that I get from other people telling me that there's a lack of fear. There's a lack of questioning your instinct. It's really easy for Aries people or people with a lot of Aries in their chart to take a risk without actually thinking it's a risk. And so this sun conjunct Venus, sun Kazemi Venus in Aries is going to give us some bravery. So if there's something that you've really been wanting to do, if there's some risk that you've been wanting to take and you know it's the right thing, but you just can't get yourself there, this might help you this week. It's also a great time to reflect on how your values have changed because Venus rules our values. Venus rules our relationships and our money, but that's our values. What's more important than your relationships and your money and your time, right? Of course, Saturn rules time, but Venus can't rule everything. So how have your values and your relationships shifted since eight years ago? Because eight years ago, the sun and Venus met up about three degrees away in your chart. So it's still in a very similar part of your chart. So if you know where Aries is in your chart, you can take a look. And that part of your chart is having another purification, another experience of enlightenment when it comes to relationship and connection and partnership and love and money and abundance and your relationship to whatever it is that you value. The other piece about this Sun-Venus conjunction is that Venus will shift from being 
a morning star to being an evening star. So when Venus is a morning star, I like to think of her as Rihanna. She's a bad bitch. She is not interested in what anyone has to say about her. She is here to live her life. She is here to make her money. She is here to do what pleases her. When Venus shifts into being an evening star, she's more of a Taylor Swift. She's interested in the relationship. She's interested in the connection. She's interested in what you feel and what you want. She loves the poetry. She loves the music. She loves the romance. Now, another way to think of this, I was trying to think of great ways to explain this. And one of my other pop culture references is Venus in the Morning Star is like Lemonade Beyonce. And Venus the Evening Star is like Crazy in Love Beyonce. We've had Venus as a Morning Star for quite a while. She's been in her fierce warrior goddess mode. And now she's going to be a little bit more interested in romance. And she's going to be a little bit more interested in poetry. And she's going to be a little bit more interested in connection. And so this might be a really good thing for our relationships. And in about 60 days, you'll be able to see her in the night sky again. So on Sunday, we have a full moon in Libra with the sun conjunct Venus and Chiron. This is a big full moon. We have a lot of energy in the sky. In fact, this full moon actually creates what we call a kite in astrology. So Mars and Saturn are also involved. And because Mars is involved, he's still with the North Node. The North Node is involved. So there's a lot of energy with this full moon. Now, full moons generally are a time of releasing. So we celebrate all that we've harvested. We celebrate all the blessings that we have. We express our gratitude. And then we release whatever is blocking us from creating or manifesting whatever it is we're trying to create or manifest in our lives. And so we go through this process each month, the new moon and the full moon. The new moon, we set our intentions for what we want to grow. And the full moon, we release whatever is keeping us from maintaining or receiving what it is we want to receive and grow. So I go through this process with my yoga students in online yoga club because every month we do a new moon and a full moon restorative yoga practice with a meditation and we do some journaling. And it's so great to reflect every two weeks with the moon cycle because it's such a powerful thing to see how your desires shift, to see how your values shift, to see how your relationships shifts, to see how what's on your mind shifts. And that has a lot to do, I'm sure, with as the sun and the moon move through the zodiac and it moves through your chart and it's impacting and illuminating different parts of your personal chart. So Libra is the sign of relationships and partnership. So this full moon inevitably is re- is going to illuminate the issues that pertain to relationship, partnership, connecting with others. The sun side of this full moon is pretty heavy. So a full moon occurs when the sun is opposite the moon because the moon is reflecting the full light of the sun. And that's why we have a full moon. So the sun and the moon, when they're opposite, they 
give us an insight to a polarity because they're in opposite signs. The sun is in the sign of Aries. Of course, we've talked about that. And the moon is in Libra. This polarity is one of my favorites, not only because I'm in Aries, but because I think it's so potent. Aries is the sign of the individual autonomy. Libra is the sign of partnership connection. But the thing is that every Aries really wants to be in partnership. They really want to be in relationship with someone else. And every Libra, as much as they want to be in a relationship, they really want some alone time. So it's when we have these sister signs on opposite sides, we have these polarities we work with, there's a balancing act. And the full moon really gives us a great uh, glimpse of what that balancing act is for us personally in our chart. With this particular full moon, we have a lot of energy going on. We have a lot of stuff happening. And the sun side is very intense. We've got that sun with Venus and Chiron. So remember, Venus is your relationships, your values, and your money. Chiron is your core wound. It's where you are housing that core wound, probably from childhood, something that is so painful that you might not even see it clearly. It's like a filter that you see everything through. And each of us has our own core wound that is our filter in our life. So some of us feel like we're a burden. Some of us feel like we're not worthy. Some of us feel like we're, um, not smart enough. So whatever your burden is, whatever your core wound is, there's going to be an opportunity to illuminate some of that and to release some of that built up tension. So you can imagine that because of this core wound, because of this way that you have seen the world through that filter of your particular core wound, you've built up some defenses, you've built up some ways of working with it. And as you've built up your shield, you've also blocked yourself from receiving the love that you want to receive, perhaps. And so this is an opportunity when the sun and Venus come together and the sun burns up that Venus, purifies that Venus, and it's really close to that Chiron, it's an opportunity to burn up one layer, one layer of that protective shield that you've built for yourself so you can enjoy and revel in the love that is coming toward you. Now, the kite also involves Mars and Saturn, So whatever shifting in your life right now is part of this full moon, because remember, Mars is with the North Node, trine Saturn, Saturn's in that square with Uranus all year. He's creating change for us, shaking things up. This full moon, my hope for you, is that it illuminates some of the change that needs to happen gives you some clarity as to what you will just not put up with anymore. Aries doesn't have a lot of patience and it definitely doesn't have patience for anyone weighing it down. So if you've got someone in your life that's weighing you down, you might decide to let that person go. This is also a time where you might dive into what are your beliefs around commitment? What are your beliefs around your own worthiness? 
what beliefs around relationship do you need to let go of to be in a healthy, balanced, supportive, loving relationship? Because you can only have a healthy relationship when you are secure in your own individual self. And that's the essence of this Aries-Libra dynamic. So the autonomy of Aries is required for the partnership to be healthy. And the partnership is required for true self-actualization. Because the truth is, none of us actually see ourselves clearly. So this weekend, every year around my birthday, I like to get a chart reading. And I like to go to different astrologers because I want to see someone else's perspective on my chart because I look at my chart all the time, but I can't see myself clearly because I'm in it. So we all need some help. I reached out to an astrologer that I really respect and admired, and I have her doing a reading for me on Saturday. So it's really the same thing. We all need to be in relationship with other humans. We need to allow ourselves to take in and receive that love from other human beings. And they mirror back to us who we are. The experience of self-actualization for those of us living in modern times, it's not going to a cave and being alone. It's being in relationship with other people and working through those psychological and emotional patterns that come up in the relationship. And when we can do that with someone in a healthy way, it's usually because both people are secure in who they are individually. And so that's the essence of the Aries-Libra dynamic. And that's what we're working on with this full moon. Now, As I mentioned, if you do feel like you are not walking with your feet on the ground like I do, or maybe like you're submerged in water and nothing is really clear, we do have Mercury approaching Neptune and that will happen on Monday. So that will happen next week on the 29th. Keep that in mind as you move through the weekend. If you feel like you need some extra rest, the full moon can always make us feel either really energized or really tired. And then Mercury conjunct Neptune is going to put us in that dreamy, foggy, sleepy place. Allow yourself to open up the journal this weekend, free write, allow your subconscious to come through, give yourself some space to reflect on how your values and your relationships have shifted over the past eight years. And when in doubt, if you have to make a decision this week, get quiet, go to your room, close the door and listen to your intuition. Trust your gut. So that's it. That's what I've got for you this week. I hope it was helpful. I know I jumped around a lot. Again, this stuff is hitting my chart pretty intensely. So I'm not sure how clear it's coming through, 
but I hope it's helpful nonetheless. And as always, if you want to come hang out with me, come over to Instagram, you can text me. I have a wonderful text community where I send out astrology updates once or twice a week. If you want to join me over there, just text I'm in to 917-540-3401. You can join online yoga club and then you will be a part of our full moon restorative moon ritual on Sunday the 28th for this full moon in Libra. Go to my website for that. And as always, you can book a reading with me, although I'm booking into April right now because I did take a little bit of time off for my birthday and I can't believe how fast time is going. I feel like the... Pisces season and this Mercury and Pisces, we're in this time warp, unlike I've felt in a really long time. And I don't know if it's just one year pandemic life or it's Mercury and Pisces, but the time warp is real. I'll tell you that much. Okay. So I'll talk to you next week. Until then, take care of yourself and don't forget to trust your gut. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.